generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in to a very, very important episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Luke and Mikey here with you, mates. This is a goodie, eh? This is a fucking goodie. I got goosebumps for this one. <laughs> oh, how good! I, uh, I've got so much time for younger people. Yeah, I've got, I'm just getting it back to the star, mate. Just going again. Just love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe it's because I know that I wasted my twenties, and so I think, oh shit, if I could just get in the heads of a few younger people they could have way better lives but I, I genuinely always think that the next generation are the they're learning from the generation above them and then the one above them and then they're kind of shaping what happens next and how they think and I think it's just uh, such a fascinating time to be alive all of a sudden and the 20 year olds and the even the you know 20 to 30s they're in a time where things haven't they don't work like they used to work or it's mm. confusing and there's all this new stuff and and it probably always happens but for me it just feels like at the moment everything's a bit of a fucking clusterfuck just about yeah and it's very easy to then go what's the point or you yep. know do do you give up or what do you do or do you go to australia or what not and someone asked us could you boys do a pod on what advice you'd give to 20 year olds Thought, okie dokie. But, you know, we're, like, I'm 30, I'm turning 35 next year, so that's quite far away from 20 now. Mm. That's a good 15 years, you know, they've, yeah. So it might be hard for 20-year-olds to relate to us, so hopefully we've got some good advice, mate. Yeah, well, if I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about, like, what would I tell myself as a 20-year-old? Look, if I'm sitting down with my 20-year-old self right now, what would I tell him to go and do or have a crack at or whatever? Um. I think in terms of being 20, it's a really hard, if I think back about when what I was doing then, barely remember, mate, I was probably drunk half the time. Um, I think I think it's a, it's a time where a lot of people don't have any certainty about the future. And it's hard to think about because you're probably more caught up with which girl you like and, and then when the next piss up is. Yeah, but I would tell my twenty-year-old self to think about what he wants at thirty, forty, and fifty years old, and have a really good think about that. Like literally, like spend a weekend writing it down and going through it. Nice. Um, because you'll never get started in anything if you don't have. You'll you'll just get stuck in a nine to five and keep drinking piss if you don't have like an end result that you're chasing. Um, you just won't get on the journey. So I'd probably push that. Um, I had, at that age, I probably had some pretty sort of sandy ideas around that kind of thing, but there was something there. I was always sort of a hard worker, but I didn't really know what for. And um, So yeah, I'd, I'd probably push that down my throat, and that would be, and the next step after that would be get into sales. <laughs> sales, nice. Yeah, learn sales. Um, if 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 I'd figured out that I wanted to do something by 30, 40, and 50 years old, I'd be right, what's the vehicle? And the vehicle would be selling something. Yeah. Um, 
and just learning that as a skill is so valuable. And right, everything I've, I've got, I wrote down get money and then brackets to learn, which is exactly what you've just said. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even at that age for me, I think I like I knew I was something or somebody or someone or that I could add add value and make a difference. But mm-hmm. I was always in the wrong vehicle, and then I would get frustrated and I'd think, "Where's my fucking? Where's the remuneration or compensation for this?" And and it kind of wasn't happening. And I think I was fighting this. Um, internal conflict of oh, I feel like I should be getting more back from the world from this and because I wasn't then I would go and get on the piss or waste whatever spare money I had and mm. I wasn't investing in my future I was through my learning but I wasn't through the spare money I had um, to then generate something because I was, wasn't as clear on what I, would, I did want it at 30 40 50 like you said before and you find that the the money just goes as well and you end up spending your money on the weekend to make up for the fact that you may not be happy about what you're up to mm. during your Monday to Friday. And you think you're in, you're investing for you at that stage is basically, well, I need to invest in some fun to recover the boredom that I've had during the week. But if you can get more fun into your week and do more things that are fulfilling for you, you may run, well, you may have less risk of blowing the spare energy and cash that you've got on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. I think when you're that age, like that's exactly right. The fun, um, like you're twenty and your mind is just expanding and bored as fuck with basics mm. because you're just trying to do stuff. Um, like work is probably easy depending on because you're in a startup role and like most fucking twenty year olds are pretty onto it. Like. Brain-wise, yeah, you can understand a lot of stuff. I've talked to some young guys, and they're way sharper than I remember me being at twenty. Same, I yeah. saw two yesterday, and yeah. the things they were talking about. And they, they, one asked the other, "How old are you, bro?" You're twenty-two, and I was like, oh. "Yeah." And they looked at me. I was like, "Oh, me, so young, bro, so good, man. You got so much time. How good?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, a okay, product of um, having access to the internet since you're like ten years old. You know, yeah, good point. Um, there's no excuse now. There's, inter- there's education everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So and the you, right education. I think that you can get started on the stuff earlier, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it is a really hard thing. I think the booze thing is a is a bit of a, th- a problem. But also, when you're younger, you don't have the consequence like you do when you're older with hangovers and stuff. But they're also smarter with booze these days. Like definitely, they don't. Yeah. Definitely. It's yeah. probably drugs for them that they have to be worried about or like be mindful yeah, you of. Have to stay whatever. Away from their like shit, alcohol, eh? drugs, vices, just yeah. be careful. Yeah, like, you, you, when <laughs> yeah, like I'm 31 now and I've like I don't drink like if I have one beer sometimes that's it. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, "No, nah, I want to be fucking sharp tomorrow." Like you start to value like how yeah, your yeah. brain operates, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think Take care of yourself in that regard. Um, no drugs and booze if you can help it. I mean, I I don't have any problem with having beers now and then and having a bit of fun. I yeah. fucking love it. But yeah, I think yeah, it's twenty year old self. I'd probably tell myself to tone it down and put more effort and time into thinking about the or doing something for the future. Yeah, I think once you get a bit older and you're doing the the booze, the drugs, like the vices, whatever. But and you're a really productive human, you beat yourself up more about it too. Yeah, and your your come downs or whatnot, um, you're in your head going like, oh fuck, and now but now we want to call it anxiety. I mean, I think you know, yeah, okay, maybe that is the term that you want to use, but half the time I think self created though. Yeah, and it's it's actually just you going fuck. Yeah, you know, re- it's regret, not anxiety. Yeah. it's just oh damn it, I wish I was doing something productive, but I can't because I feel like shit. Yeah. why am I? Th- why do I keep thinking like this? I don't know how to teach this to 20-year-olds because it's a hard one, but... Here we go. If you can, if I can figure out a way to show someone that, like, sales and business is a game that gives you fucking dopamine hits and endorphins and shit um, and extreme satisfaction, fuck, I'd love to be able to figure that out. I mean, I guess that's what we, why we do this pod, right? Yeah. But, um, well, it's not... It's not a part of the curriculum at all. It's not what no, people talk exist. about. We don't talk about sales. We talk about sales as being a bad thing in New Zealand. It's changing, bro. I was doing some research last week. There's so many people that are jumping on the affiliate marketing, mm. the multi-level marketing, the that stuff. It's always been around, but like a lot of younger people, because they're going, I want some extra income. They can see that that's a vehicle that's giving them some upside. Yeah. And... Then it's the battle, is it a Ponzi, is it not? Like, is it a pyramid scheme, whatever? Like, that'll be that'll be getting thrashed at you. But I saw one the other day, bro. It's basically just 
you can sell products on behalf of other businesses and if you can do that and they click on your link, you get a percentage of that sale. Yeah. I thought, wow, like that's... <laughs> Amazing, eh? That's a good way to get started. Yeah, That's absolutely. a good way to learn and you, good wow, way, you might make your way. first hundred bucks and you realise, well, why do I want to sell someone else's product? Yeah. You know, that ultimately, I think... In time, whole, you can take on that model if you can stack some cash and get on with it. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole multi-level marketing stuff, I think it gets a bad rap and yeah, I'm sure there's some bad shit that goes on in that space and, and some people will get involved and they don't need to be getting involved. But if anything, I think that could be your first vehicle into going, huh, I it don't, opens it, eyes. it's not per hour anymore, it's per sale. Fuck. You know, what's the difference between multi-level marketing in that space and then a real estate agent? No. You know, oh, if, you could sell, if you could sell this house for me, I'll give you... X percentage of it. You mm. fucking beauty. I'll yeah, put some yeah. signs up. I'll chase some people around. I'll call them every three hours. It's rumble. And that's exactly. all good. That's all accepted in New Zealand. So, yeah. you know, I think if you can, like Mikey says, if you can learn to get money and bring it towards you by becoming more valuable, then your life will get easier because most people won't do that. And so then you'll naturally gravitate above an average life and beyond the pack. And I think sales is something that is an area where if you can get good at it, you can do it way faster because it's actually quite easy to get mm. valuable at sales. A lot of it's just unwinding all the shit you've thought about selling and all that stuff and then just actually going, hmm, I've never learned anything about sales. Yeah. Where can I get some I think info? It, I think it takes it takes reps yeah. to be good at sales and eventually you become a pretty well-oiled machine, right? But it's it's a the reason I say it is because it's in everything, right? Like you're an accountant. Yep. But it's sales. Yesterday. Like your your skill yep. as an accountant and making sure Mikey pays his tax and stuff like that. But like really, it's a it's a sales role because you and you don't get taught that when you're doing your degree at uni or I didn't get taught that when I was doing my financial ad- advisor qualifications and things like yep. that. Um but it's like the most important part because it's all very well being the most skilled financial advisor in New Zealand, but if you can't sell someone and and make help them become a client, you ain't going to make a buck. No. So it's like literally, I think sales is everything, and it. You might want your dream job. You got to go to a job interview. You got to sell yourself. Yeah. It's just it, it it is what it is. Yeah, and I think it does take reps on the board to get real good at it. And you, but the earlier you can start, the better. Yeah. Yeah. When we are younger and we are uh, crawling and then going into walking, our parents don't let us give up, and we fall over. They don't go, no, no, hey, hang on, that's enough now. You fucking Stay fell over three times. Your life, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit in the corner and crawl over it. That's all good. And I think if you can take that lesson through your life, the longer you can take it through, the more successful you'll become, or the easier your life will be. Because I think now we have this whole. Like, oh, that was that that was uncomfortable. That was I'm a failure. You know, you you miss out on a job. Oh, I'm a failure. You beat yourself up about it. Who cares? Like, it's just another fall down. But your parents wouldn't say to you, "Oh, that's unbelievable that they didn't give you that job." I tell you what, you should do. You should sit at home for the rest of your life because you don't want to, you know, anyone else to treat you like that. That's it's just a part of life. Is just accepting that you're going to get knocked down, and the longer you can just keep getting up, and you can. Lift your chin up and you can go, ah, oh, you know, fuck, that's awesome. Um, I learned something again here or that's just another step closer or whatever you need to tell yourself to keep going. If you can build that into your life, so good because you'll get way better at dealing with shit as it pops up to it. might be a flat tire and then you avoid going down that path of the victim like, oh, why this fucking happened to me? Of course it happens to me on this day. Like, this fucking leaks when I need it. And the more you say that stuff to yourself, like the harder the rest of your day will become. Yeah. And then you'll see more negative stuff. So, yeah, I embrace getting pushed back and knocked back mm. and accepting that, okay, if I just keep getting up, like a lot of people won't because they're too scared, they're too uncomfortable. And I think that, you know, these days I think there's this whole kind of the world owes me something and it's, that's probably been around forever. But once you grow out of that shit, oh, man, you just skyrocket way yeah. faster. Yeah, man, I just, it's a, it's, it's, Definitely something I'd tell my 20-year-old self was like, remove all of that shit from your mind. Yeah. Um, and just fucking hit the go button, eh? One huge theme, the big B word, mate, is belief. And I said before, 
you know, I always kind of knew I could be something. I don't know what happened in my upbringing or my nurturing for that to mm. sort of to be something, but like I had huge belief in myself, and I still do. And then I've learned, okay, it sort of starts with believing in yourself because that then helps you believe that other things are possible. Mm. So it it helps you look and go, okay, what do I want my life to look like at fifty? A lot of people, I don't think they can do that because they don't even have enough belief in themselves in the here and now to then hold on to some belief. And I think people let go of their belief so early and they don't just stop and go, you know, how can I make this happen mm. and try and build some things to then go after? Yeah, I I built my belief just out of like factual data, eh? Like I just went like, right, what do I, what is like the dream result at 50? And then I sort of reverse engineered it and I got back to a point and I was like, right, got to make this got to do this this is my one year this is my five year sat down with you guys did the business planning when that got going assets whatever all sorted and like mathematically I'm on track to beat it by like 10 years Mm. so now it's like impossible for me to believe that I can't unless there's like a you know uh, all of the dollars in the world vanish and fuck then my goals are the least of my problems you know so I don't really give a fuck but (laughs) I'm sure you'll find another solution if that is the case. Yeah, yeah. So, like, mathematically, it's impossible for me not to believe what I want to get to. Yeah. So it's impossible. Yeah, I I can't not have the belief because I just reverse engineered backwards, worked it out, and just do it. At some stage in your life, you'll go from people telling you you can can do things to people telling you you can't do things. It means you're on the right path. Yeah. (laughs) And just turn that shit off and go, you know what, like, why am I going to listen to that person? Or can I be a millionaire in New Zealand? Most millionaire, like most non-millionaires are going to tell you that's not possible. Of course. But a millionaire is going to be like, yeah, fuck, here's how I did it. Mm. They're not like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want you to be one. So you've got to be careful who you're learning from or who you're letting take your belief as well. And if you've got mates or family members that are dragging you down, then don't share your shit with them. Mm. because they're not going to be your running mates. They're not going to be the people that are like, yeah, bro, I reckon you can fucking win that half marathon or or whatever, you know. They're not going to be the ones rooting for you. They're going to be like, oh, what do you have to do that for? Or nah, you know, fuck, you're not going to run it in that time, bro. Like, you're not fucking that person. You're like, mate, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, just delete that shit. Yeah, get rid of those types. You can still have those people in your life, but just don't share... Like, when they give you that data back of, like, you can't do that, they're telling you about themselves. They can't do that shit. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, your actions speak louder than your words, and those people kind of fall by the wayside, and they don't want to... They're not like, oh... You know, they're either just still going to be losers, probably. Um, but you you need to find good people to be around that are going to build you up, and that are going to be like, oh, you said you were going to do it, man. Like, what are you up to? Like, how how come it didn't happen? Like, where, where are you at? Are you doing the training? Mm. Those are the people you want in your life. Mate... <sighs> How would you tell a 20-year-old about, um, let's say you find a 20-year-old and re- doing really well, you know, 85 grand income or whatever the standard is for a really high-paid 20-year-old right now. How do you talk to a 20-year-old who wants more but is limited mindset around scaling? Because I've th- put a lot of time and thought into this recently because, like, I get messages and like you know like Taz is like you know people can't just triple their incomes and yeah 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 Good and point. like my mind just goes there now automatically and I can't really put a put a finger on what made me change that because I didn't always think like that yeah I used to think scarcity and that's why I had yep. rental properties and I was like over time they'll pay themselves off and I'll have a hundred grand passive yeah yeah and now I'm like fuck I want to make a hundred grand a month <laughs> so there's I don't know what changed and how I unlocked that but it's a massive change yeah um i think i think personally i did a little bit of design and i made sure life by design and i made sure that i had um like capital behind me and an emergency fund and slush funds if anything goes wrong i don't have downside risk and if it goes wrong i can live for a long period of time without you know needing to go and live with mum and dad yep um but the unlocking the mindset thing's an interesting one yeah, it's it's going from scarcity to abundance, right? And I think most people see the world from in a, a, a light of scarcity. Everything's hard. There's not heaps of money out there. There's not heaps, like everything is just small. We've got to be careful. We've got to retract. We've got to be conservative. And 
I think over like we've moved to get really technical here. We've moved from a world where we produce things and then we started producing them on scale, right? Mm-hmm. So in a factory. And now there is just fucking heaps of shit if you want to create these coffee cutlets, for instance. There'll be a machine that creates yep. just squillions of them every day. Yep. And then we moved to a world where we're going on to a network where we're all connected. And if you want to transact, you can do it through the internet. You don't even need to meet with someone anymore to be able to make money from mm. them. You could basically jump online, have a meeting, and before they even come so into that meeting, they could have... abundance. Yeah. And so... We lit, we live in that world now, mm. and it's but I think we haven't been taught that, and no one really talks about that. So we still are back in those days of what we might have learnt from our parents or our grandparents. Of I worked fucking seventeen hours a day, and I got you know a hundred bucks and no time off for dinner or whatever. And you're sort of like, oh yeah, shit, man, that there wasn't much then. And so then we pass that on and we pass it on. But the world's completely different now. Yeah, I think they just people. Maybe I went. I went through a period of learning about how money works, and when I found out, they just fucking switch a button and throw it into society. I was like, "Fucking take as much of that as you can and go and buy shit with it." Yeah, yeah. How, how can you tap into that? Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, so they, there's someone that doesn't work, and they just send it out." Mm. <laughs> but that's not exactly how it works. But <laughs> I think basically, there's unlimited money. You can't you can't run out of money. Like nowadays, my mindset is like, right, we're probably in a bit of a contraction period. If it, in a worst case scenario, it could be a depression, right? Yeah. Let's just call it that over the next sort of five years, and it's really hard times, and you know, inflation, stagflation, depression. In my mind, I'm like, they will print money again. Yeah. And shit will happen like it did in 2020, 2021, 2022, whatever, yep. and fucking asset prices and shit. And I'm gonna be ready for that, and I'm gonna take, like, add the zero, basically, yep. when that time comes. But you, you go through a period of learning that, and it's going to be hard for a while. If it's going to be hard for a while, that's fine. But I, I'm still not in the scarcity mindset of a depression. No, yeah, gotcha. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to nail the depression. Mm, bring it on. Yeah, I saw that one that you put on your on your uh, story the other day, and it was like, this is a fucking once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like, get ready for it. Be urgent. Yeah, let's roll. <laughs> and that's how my head's going now. But training people into that's tough, or teaching people that it's tough, because everyone's like, you know, Security, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's a very, it's it takes time, and you've got to do some. Like I had to do some serious work on this. You know, I had a a girlfriend who uh, I would price everything in Subway footlongs. So what I mean by that is that they were. I think it used to be thirteen dollars for a footlong, mm. and that would be like I love a footlong, so that would be my <laughs> meal of choice. We'd go places, and I'd be like, "What the fuck? That sandwich is fifteen dollars," and she's like. What what is wrong with you? She's like, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, oh yeah, but it's just that's just fucking shit. Like, look how small it is. <laughs> and so good. She kind of taught me. She was like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're <laughs> what? I'm about to pay something for you, and you're complaining about it. And I'm like, oh. And I didn't really get it at the time. And then once she kind of started pressing me on it, I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, why do I keep doing this? And why? Like, everything I look at, I'm like, oh, that's expensive. And I, I did learn this concept of. You've got to then go and pay for shit that you wouldn't have ordinarily paid for to then realise that the world keeps turning and that... I'm not saying like go into debt to do this and do dumb shit, Mm. but at some stage you've got to flick a switch and you've got to back yourself and back that you can bring it back and you can get it back from the world. And I constantly, now that I've got some better systems and stuff set up, I'm always like, okay the world is way bigger than I realised it was and that it is out there and you can go and grab it and... I think two parts. One is like unlearning the shit you might have been taught growing up because you, you could sit and make mm. some t- take some time to then look around at your family and then the journey they've been on and then what you might have learned growing up. And, you know, for me, for instance, like mum was on a benefit and we didn't have much and, you know, she sacrificed a lot and the cars were like only to this kind of standard and whatnot. And so then you think, fuck, who am I to, you know, go and buy a European car and that starts to fuck with you and you've got to figure out how do I unwind that and give yourself the permission to do it or, you know, uh, how do I tell my family I've bought a $100,000 car, what are they going to think and get rid of all of that sort of shit and, oh, this dinner, I've never been there before, that's for rich people, oh, the Coro membership, that's for fucking, you know, the elitists and stuff. This is tall poppy ingrained into the mind. Yeah, and and it's probably taught to you when you're coming through and, like, it's... 
that was just, and it's not, you don't rip on your family. It's just that's, that was, that's what worked for them. Mm. But at some stage, you might learn to outgrow that and you go, well, actually, that doesn't serve me well or, you know, do I need to keep, do I need to pass that down to my next generation or do I want to teach them a mindset of scarcity or do I want to teach them abundance? And it's not always about money. It could be around energy or productivity or do you want to be a bloody all black or mm. do you want to, you know, be uh, uh, in the silver ferns or what is it that you want to do? Okay, we can, like we can figure out how to do that. Do we need to have the abundance to go and think, right, where's, where's the spare time so that we can go and do the training to do those things? And you've got to start looking at the world differently. The other thing on the other side of that, to learn more about abundance, I think you don't don't study too many Kiwis because A, you can't be really wealthy in this country because people will bring you down. Like you think when we went through the rich list the other day, mm. you barely heard of those people. They're not out there teaching people because they'll just get fucking slammed by Kiwis. Mm. People will hate them. Mm. And if anything, it's probably more dangerous for them to step up and be like, hey, we want to teach you guys how I did it. Because like, they'll probably do it behind closed doors and with small pockets, but they're not building big brands and be like, hey guys, I'm going to teach you like how I did it. Mm. But if you go and study people in America, like you'll, you can find 22-year-olds that are multi-millionaires and you go, holy shit. And you can learn about their journey because they want to help other young people come through. And you realise that New Zealand's just this small kind of cesspit of negativity and a small market and you can't have too many players because then you're all competing with each other and then that's just taking share of the market as what and whatnot as well. But you can still step into those markets and kick ass and, and think abundantly and be better than them by doing the basics like you always explain and you can still have a life that you want in this country mm. But you can go and learn from people that have done it in a way bigger environment to get you thinking like, why are they talking in billions, not millions? Mm. We looked at the rich list the other day, over going back through years, it's gone from like tens of millions to hundreds of millions to, oh, now you've got to have a billy to yeah, be on yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and we're out here going, well, the fucking median income is $61,000 yeah. in New Zealand. How's this guy got a billion dollars worth of wealth? Yeah, it's It's how are they doing it, not... Oh fuck them! They shouldn't. The system's broken. It's what can I learn? What am I doing wrong? Just remember, if you continue to think like that in that tall poppy mindset, someone like me comes along and will eat you for breakfast. So enjoy yeah. that. Here he is, the eater. The other thing, mate. Obviously, investing. The the earlier you get into this, yeah, the the better. I'll, I'll tell my classic A two milk story because I brought five grand of A two milk shares the other day. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in a position where I invest and I pull the trigger within like 10 minutes. I did no background research. It's just a bit of a look into my mindset. I thought, okay, I want to own some of those shares. I'd say they went from $4.50 to $6.50. I thought, that's a 30% gain mm-hmm. in a bear market. You know, that's Insane. a fucking, yeah. Insane. And I thought, hmm, I've missed the bottom here. Of course I have because I haven't been looking. But I'm like, I do want to keep an eye on A2 Milk again. Yeah. So, and I haven't previously, I know, fuck all, I said they had better earnings than expected, and I thought, I'm going to buy five grand worth of that so that they're in my portfolio, which I log into every week, to then just see what's happening, and I'm going to start learning about the business again. I might lose that $5,000, it might half, it might double, like, it doesn't matter. For me, it's, that's my pay the price to take this seriously to start learning about A2 Milk again. As soon as I hit buy, it unlocked all of my old order transactions for that. Oh, no. And so then there's all the 2012s, the 2013s, <laughs> the Luke buying $1,000 worth of his course later cost at 10 cents. Today, that that $1,000 would be worth $63,000. At the height of those shares, it would have been worth a quarter of a million dollars. $1,000 into $250,000. And to think that's not even a long time. No, it was really? back then. It was, Fuck, nine, like, six yeah. months was, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're going, ah. Yeah, you, know, you I, know, you look back. At that now, and it's like, fuck, that's gone fast as. And if you think about it, you would have, if you had the right mindset, it would be in there for another 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah, the, crazy shit. The sooner you get started with investing, the sooner you can get those lessons to go, like at some stage in your life, you'll make some mistakes, you'll fuck it up, but you'll learn, huh, I get all the shit that they're talking about. And those you'll become the student when you're ready. And I wasn't ready back then, 20, you know, 12 months later, I was selling, 19... Uh, $1,900, so I made 900 bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah, boy, just yeah. made 900 bucks for doing nothing. I'm like, I, oh my God, that wasn't investing, that was trading, but if I invested, that could have been quarter of a million dollars or yeah. whatnot. I think as well, when you, like, especially for, for the lads, probably not the, the ladies, they probably got their heads screwed on a little bit more in this department, but for young guys like us, like, 
we probably had to take a bit of a hiding to learn. Mm. Like you could have told me buy A2 milk for every day at, when I was 19 years old and if it went up and doubled from 1,000 to 2,000, I would have sold it. I don't give a fuck if you told me it was going to be a million. Yeah. I was just I was just like that. Like I was I was right, I was confident and you had, you, I think you have to take a few hidings to learn. So good luck if you're listening to this and you're yeah. and you're like oh we'll do that but try and try and stay on the right path we've, we've learned from it already so you can learn from us but yeah it's a, it's a tough one to handle as a young guy yeah invest invest early and get an allocation of your paycheck and and just get it straight in there and yeah. try not to look at it as savings account try and look at it as uh that's going to contribute towards buying my house in 10 years or yeah getting me out of my job or transitioning you to another another picture of your life that you start to build. But, you know, let the time in the market help you get ahead and you'll start to learn new skills when you're investing too. And I think younger people are more switched on about investing. And it doesn't always need to be the, the shiny object of the, the cryptos and all those types of things. Like, yep, go and learn those things too. But invest in the markets and, and also invest in yourself and your education to become more valuable. Um, I reckon we can probably go an hour on this one, mate, because there's a number of things that we still haven't even got to. <laughs> the other thing I've just written down is that I, I would have I would have used to explain to people that it's oh get some counselling, like get some help to understand yourself better, mm. which is again just investing in yourself. But I think what I've learned, what it is after sort of diving into that a bit myself and through trying to understand things, it's actually about understanding your emotions and what triggers you. Like if you're one of those dudes who goes out on the on the booze and you um, want to get in a fight, you've got some shit to work out. Mm-hmm. You've got to figure that piece out. Fuck, what's going on there? Why, why am I like that? Or if you play rugby and uh, the shit hits the fan and you're like, I'm going to fucking roll that guy and you can't control yourself and you and you swing at him or whatever, there's some, there's some stuff to work out there. If you're uh, a lady and you see one of your friends and they're doing well, on Instagram, and you're like, like, fucking, what are they wearing? Like, oh, who do they think they are? Like, oh, they didn't even work that hard. You've got some shit to work out there. Yesterday, I was scootering home, and it was wet. So, and I was on the old scooter, and so I was trying to stay on the footpath because um, it was pissing down, and there's a little bit of shelter. Now, I was, I saw this gap between these two people, and I was like, sweet, I'll go straight for that. And then just as I went to go through that gap, the person on the right just stepped to their left. They had a hoodie on, so they had no peripheral vision, and they just stepped straight into my path. Mm. And you can't lock up an electric scooter on a slippery Queen Street footpath because it doesn't stop; it just slides. And so Did you I bowl them. Well, I fucking somehow I like got off it. I had like it was sliding underneath me, and I managed <laughs> to like hold myself up, and then. <laughs> like crossed over arms so I had the scooter like this and then with my left arm which was stronger grabbed the person and held them up so that it, I didn't bowl them and I'm like fuck what a hero how good am I like I've controlled this and I'm like um it, they, and they just lost their shit at me oh and took off the <laughs> what the fuck are you doing like like what the fuck like how did you not fucking see that so like how have you just run straight into me and they got um, some shit to work out. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that was what my brain was telling me. I was thinking, I was like, I'm I'm so sorry because I was defaulting. I wanted to. My brain wanted to default to. You fucking stood in front of me like you. You got your fucking headphones on and your hoodie, so you couldn't see. You've got no awareness and you've just stepped in front of me. But I'm like, that ain't going to solve this. That ain't going to work. And a younger version of me wouldn't have been able to do that. And so I was like, no, stay above the line. I was like, just own it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, what the fuck do you mean? Am I okay? Like, yeah. you've just fucking, just losing it. And I was, my, then my brain's like, fuck, this is funny. 2022, Queen Street, a dude is like trying to be real calm, walking <laughs> with her, making sure that she's okay. And she's losing the shit at the guy. It's like the anti-society of like, yeah, oh, yeah, guys yeah. are pieces of shit. They're fucking so aggressive. <laughs> and um, I'm like- one trying to buddy- yeah. Deflame the situation. So I, uh, and my brain's giving me all these things to do, like, just tell her, like, you know, fuck your life's going to be tough if you keep thinking like this. And I'm like, this ain't the time to coach someone, <laughs> Luke, just bloody. <laughs> and so I'm going, and I was thinking in my head, I thought, man, this person, they, um, if only they could just get, like, they haven't done any work to sort of, they've basically all that's happened is they've gotten a fright, their brain's defaulted to below the line, like, 
holy mm. shit, I've nearly got hurt. What is this person doing? Um, I like fight or flight, and I need to let them know that they're a piece of shit. And, and I'm kind of going, well, my brain's wanted me to do that too. And I'm like, no, no, get back and control this. And so I, I walked with them for a bit and tried to, I was like, are you okay? Like, I'm trying to make sure that you're all right. And they just couldn't get back in control of their emotions and just keep losing it at me. Have a nice day then. Yeah. And, loser. and I, my finish, I finished with like, take care. And, and I so didn't want to. I wanted to, just, you know, let rip. But um, yeah, I could see that that's a, it's a good example of when you can't get in control of your shit, then it, it comes up in other places because her evening perhaps could have got worse because she's like thinking about that and she's either thinking like how did I react or B, um, she's just probably going further down that path of this dude's an asshole and then all guys are assholes and fucking all scooter drivers are assholes and but no concept because the blinkers are on. So I think try and understand your own emotions and what triggers you and what fucks you off and who winds you up in your family and the sooner you can kind of get in control of that stuff, the sooner it doesn't impact you as much. Yeah, I think just asking yourself constantly why is like such a good a good habit to get into. A eh? like, think of a scenario that's happened to you like that, and just like, why did I react like that? Why do I think like that? Why do I do that? And then you start to just understand yourself really quickly. Yeah, and you can then you can figure out how to, um, you know, control these well, react correctly to emotions and handle them better. Because I think reacting incorrectly to emotions can just hold you back so much in life, eh? Yeah. Um, in your work, you know, you don't get a promotion. Yeah. Default to negative. Oh, what, why do they, you know? Th- yeah. These lessons come from because I used to be this person. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the fucking man. Why did I not get a pay rise? Why did everyone else get a pay rise? You know what, Luke? The answer is because you ain't the man. You fucking suck at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? But I couldn't hear that then. I was, nah, you know, I'm too like, oh, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I should be, I should probably be the director of this place already. <laughs> but no, like, I was a piece of shit that wasn't actually very good at me. They're probably hoping I'd just leave. <laughs> <laughs> but once you start to own your shit, it's, uh, life becomes a lot easier. And the other thing I've got here, mate, is that it's, I think at the moment it's, it's, it's becoming like more and more fashionable to do fuck all. Like it's the quiet quitting bars and it's the, you know, I'm going to chill and I, and I want my beanbag at work or, I, you know, I don't, why should I have to work on my weekends or um, when I get home, I want to, you know, just chill out and, and watch Netflix or whatever. I, I, I don't even know when they're at work. Yeah, even when they're at work, I'll be like, oh, you know, you, there's like data on how productive people are when they're at work. It just Let's just say that it's 30%. So 30% of your eight hours, three eights are uh, fuck all of your eight hours that you're there, you're probably not that productive and not doing much. So in that 70% of the time, you're, I don't know what you're doing, but it's probably lunch breaks, smokos, you're jumping between tasks, you're sitting in meetings you don't need to be in, you're on social media, you're talking with your mates, you're sending emails over, thinking about what horse you're going to back this weekend if you're anything like me back in the day. (laughs) And if you can turn some of that unproductive time into stuff that's going to help you learn in your job or about other things that you want to learn about, then you're going to uh, go further. Because if it's fashionable to do fuck all, that's all good and well. And that's if that's like the work-life balance thing and all these things that people want to grab onto as terms, if you don't subscribe to that, then you're just giving yourself an unfair advantage to get further down the path. And that can apply to the rest of your life in so many different aspects and will yep. set you up for so much more. If people want to do the whole, oh, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, like let, let them do that. That's sweet. But if you don't do that, then the longer you can practice doing that, cool. yeah, this stuff, things happen faster. This stuff just drives me fucking mentally, but it's probably because I'm... So far the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how people are, like, happy... <laughs> Mm. with it if you're just I being think shit that they're not happy and instead of changing the situation to then go and do something they're happy with they default to okay how could I make myself happier well I'll do less or I'll not I'll not try I'll not commit I'll not sprint when I'm supposed to be sprinting I'll just jog mm. and eventually like the world will weed that out anyway you're not going to make the sports team you're not going to make it to the role that you thought you you know wanted or whatnot. but if it, in a world where it's fashionable to do fuck all or if that's the environment you work in, instantly if you go, whoa, if I just don't be like that, then... Yeah, win more. Yeah. 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 It's like there's a there's a platter of like extra stuff there for you. Yep. Um, you just got to go and take it. 
friendship circles, we've touched on those. Visualisation, wish I had known that at a younger age. Like you said right at the start, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, like thinking about that in the future. Like at the moment, I'm visualising massively uh, a place in the in the Mount, Mount Monganui. Nice. Because I'm like, you know what? Like actually, yes, that is, that's somewhere I always love going. And yep. But the old Luke would have thought, oh, it's impossible to own one home in this country. And I think we should talk about that because that's where younger people are probably heading with their mindset at the moment. I'm like, I need to unlearn that. I need to figure out how I could have two. Mm. Or oh, isn't that greedy? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is to some people. Who but gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking, ah, why don't I start seeing that more? But my whole, a long, well, not whole life, for probably 10 years, I've visualized, yeah, there's probably Luke and a family in a white beach house somewhere. Yeah, nice. And then I just... I'm like, okay, how much do I really want that? Is that, you know, what's that all about? Where is that? And sometimes I go looking and I'm like, maybe it's that house. Maybe it's that house. I'm like, oh, would I want to live here? There's too much travel and whatnot. And so you start to then have these conversations with yourself mm. just purely by visualizing the things that you may want in your life. Yeah, it's really important, eh? And it's, once you see these things like in your head and then have an idea of what you want, it becomes the things that you want to achieve. Um, you can it, it helps you put blinkers on and just go after it. Yeah. Um if it's always changing, it's a lot harder. If it's I I have changes in my plan all the time, but there's some rock solid basic stuff there that is like non negotiable and it just keeps you on a path and you you know, you go through periods of not having motivation to things and it drags you back on the track, you know, and, and just keeps you going. I think it's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a big one for me. The other thing, oh, so just back to the, like I think the narrative for a lot of younger people is I'll never be able to afford to buy a house, so mm. why even try? Mm. And I think if that's your mindset, that's okay, but don't let it fuck you. Like it's, you make a decision. Okay, if you decide I'm, it's impossible to buy a house, so I'm not going to buy one. That's the wrong way to think about it. But I think you can, if you go that path, go, okay, so what, do you want to say that for, for the rest of your life and then yeah, tell yeah. everyone? Or do you want to go, so if I'm going to make the decision I'm not going to buy a house, then here's what I'm going to do instead. Yeah. And it might be you're going to invest all your spare cash. It's not going to be, I'm just going to be a fuckwit for the rest of my life and blame all the boomers for owning the homes or whatever yeah. because you're going to be a victim. So don't become a victim if that's your pathway you're going to go down. Go, okay, I'm going to invest in everything. I'm going to try and earn some passive income through dividends or I'm going to invest in starting a, save some money and start up a business one day or, or whatever. Build an alternative plan of how you're going to create some assets rather than just like, well, I can't have what people had before me, so I'm just going to, I'm not even going to try. And a really good business is an asset. Yeah, exactly. So and it will pay for your house. Including everything, yeah. As Mikey's Nana taught us. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, a business will pay for a house, but a house won't pay for your business. But there must be plenty 20-something-year-olds coming to you buying a house, right? All the time. So it is possible. Yeah. So when yeah. you think it's not possible, it's not possible for you right now. Yeah. You just don't see it in the media. Yeah. But they're doing it all the time. So you've got to then go and learn from other 20-year-olds. So that's where you can get around other people that are doing things. So we'll call someone like Mikey and be like, hey, this is my situation. What do I need to do? We know a listener did that with you recently, and you said, it's just, commit to your path the next five years. Yeah, I, I just see the coolest shit, you know. Sometimes I sit down with people and tell them to go and do these things and, you know, attack it this way. Other times, the house thing's been a goal. Like, I've seen people um, get their nursing qualification, and all they want is a house, so they go and work in Saudi Arabia for three years because there's no tax and the income's twice as much, and... They stop off at Australia at the way home to get the last big paycheck for a year and then come to New Zealand and go back into a normal nursing role. And they did that, like, five years of that to buy a house. I'm mm. like, holy fuck, I do not care about a house that much. Yeah. But it's doable. That person, they just sat down, decided that they wanted the house, they wanted this type of house, they needed this much money to do it, and then they went and executed the plan. Yeah. And they're, you know, young in their 20s. So it's doable. It's doable. Just got to do it. Final thing here for me, mate, self-talk and social media. Probably massively for, uh, I'll, I'll say for the ladies because I've worked with and I've helped a number of women who have told me the things they think about and I unwind it with them and, and try and get to the bottom of like, where's this coming from? 
And often it's people not telling themselves they're good enough, they're not worthy. I don't know where that's come from, but they need to probably do some work with a counsellor, for instance, or like really try and unpack it themselves. But if you look at social media, it's teaching you, okay, compare yourself to other people. Great. We know what fucking happens if we do that for Mm -hmm. too long. Secondly, you're not pretty enough, but throw a filter on, you'll look different. Instead of just posting a photo these days, but but then people are going the other way and there's a new platform called Be Real, which apparently is basically just straight, like there's no filters and all that sort of shit. And it's just a bit more natural. But, you know, there's the the photoshopped images. The, the difference between how some people look on social media versus how they look in real life, they're two different people. Mm. And that's going to create a problem for people where they have that, which is my identity? Mm. Am I the online version of me with all the filters and the blah, blah, blah? And can I go out into public today because I've got 16 pimples that no one would have realized that I had because I've been using these filters? And then, like, look at all that data your brain's got to process for fucking nothing. Yeah, man. I <laughs> <laughs> This stuff's above my pay grade. Eh? I don't really use social media. Yeah. <laughs> but the I just think it's not good for you. Yeah. Like, it can't be good for you, so just look at it for what it is. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I look at social media in a different way. I, I probably, out of all the social media platforms, for interesting financial information, I probably use Twitter the most. Yep. Because um, there seems to be really smart people on there sharing interesting things. The rest of them are all just money-making machines. And so are the, a lot of the companies and people on them. And if you're getting sucked into anything other than that, then it's your fault. <laughs> Clip that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what do you think they're there for? They're there for to create attention and take your money. Yeah. Most S- of the time. Sell your attention to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, if you're not paying to use the platform, then you are the product. Yes. So, you know... I just think, just just smarten up with social media, eh? Even just TV shows with magazines, with, with everything you're doing. It's the same thing, just a newer version. Yeah. TV and, and, and print and stuff like that back in the 80s, 90s, or what, and maybe early 2000s, whatever, that was the same thing. It's just like, it's basically what I call business propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> All it is, it's marketing and advertising, and they're trying to take money off you, and if you get addicted to something and you can't put it down... You Great. Get well, guess what? I'm going to take your fucking money. Yes. So that's a it's a it's just how I look at it. But just be aware it because that's what it's going to do to you. And if you get addicted and you start feeling things and you know f- feeling forced to share this photo and that photo, all you're doing is getting sucked into what they want. And if uh, you know those things, whatever they be, whether they're TV shows or looking at other people's instas or TikToks or whatever. If they're creating you to second guess your life, to second guess whether you're good enough, whether you're powerful enough, whether you're pretty enough, whether you're good looking enough, dude, whether you've got a good enough looking girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that ain't like that ain't healthy. None yeah. of that shit. Like, how is any of that good for you? So, swap that shit out of your feed every time you catch your brain going, "Oh fuck!" Like she's way prettier than me. But unfollow. That's the answer. Mm. You've got to reverse the negativity that that shit is putting into your life. And once you start to grasp that concept and go, fuck, I don't want my brain to be thinking about that. Like, I'm going to snooze that. You might not unfollow them. You might just be like, I don't want to see this content. Because if you can't handle what it is that that content is doing to you, well, then don't have it. Mm. Like, give it back and see if you can unwind it. Yeah. Or recognize that it is doing something to you at least. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't even realise it's happening to them. Nah. Yeah. Look after yourself. Your The way you think about yourself, the way you talk about yourself, like build out some affirmations. And like if that's the way you need to do to reverse the negative way you're thinking about yourself and just rebuild the fact that you can believe in yourself. You're powerful. You're still here. You're 20. It's all good. Imagine where you're going to be at 30. Shit. Look at what some of my mates are doing. I ain't doing that stuff. Fuck, I'm not getting rewarded yet, but it's got to be coming. Mm. But believe, like, believe in the fact that the world will look after you if you look after the world. And if you're meant to be somebody and you're meant to do something, no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to keep pumping up that 
the, your tires of belief, you've got to do it for yourself, and then you've got to take action and then do some stuff, and then that's when people start pumping your tires up more. You know, when you haven't done anything, people don't come along and go, come on, man, like, you're supposed to be fucking this person. Like, get it done. And you're like, mm. yeah, what am I doing? It's once you've done some shit and people go, wow, you're capable of X, Y, Z. Like, mm. let's roll. What are you, what's My missing here? Is, always knew that was going to happen to you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you were always quite lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that would never happen for me. Yeah, 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 of course, because you've believed that, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think there's some gems in there, eh? I hope so, mate. And yeah, twenty year olds, you've uh you've got so much time and you're so young and I think Gary V says this all the time, but you know, I feel it now, I'm nearly thirty five and you think, oh, everyone talks about like, oh, as you get older, like you, your energy decreases and shit. Like, oh yeah, fucking like maybe, but how do you know that that's Not real for really, you? Though. Yeah, like I don't feel like I'm still jack. Fucking ah, let's go. Like all yeah. the time. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe that stops and uh, my main book recommendation for any 20-year-old would be Think and Grow Rich. Like, go and learn that. The, the amount of people that I see that are scared of getting sick or scared of dying, fuck, man. That, that, like, you literally, if you believe that, if, you, if you're scared of that, well, you have to wait till the di- day till you get sick to then go, oh, I knew this was going to happen, or to die, which is going to happen for all of us, to go, oh, I knew this would fucking happen. So if you can live a life where you're not scared of those two things, and I think we saw that massively throughout COVID where people were freaking out and you're just like, I'm like, if I get this and I die, fuck, hard luck. But if that's the way the world wants me to go, it is what it is. I honestly think like if you can learn that and come to terms with that, oh, you don't even have to worry about that shit for the rest of your life. Nah. So the sooner, you, and that book will help you learn that. And also that a lot of successful people don't even start for them until their 40s. And I think, oh, my God, I'm only 35. Like, I'm getting rolling now. And sometimes I meet 40-year-olds in business, and they're like, shit, man, I wish I got started when you got started. Yeah, yeah that's and funny, then, eh? <laughs> yeah. And then the, you know, me, I'm like to my younger self, fuck, man, I wish you took the leap sooner. I wish mm. you got started. I wish you started tidying your life up sooner. I wish you stopped selling your A2 milk shares and to keep buying them, you dickhead. Yeah, that's the thing, eh? I wish I'd done all sorts of things sooner, but it's just the way it goes. So, if Use this as leverage and go and do stuff. <laughs> there we go. Simple as that. Look after yourselves out there. 20-year-old Mikey, 20-year-old Luke. Get some shit done. Uh, I hope you can take something from that lesson. I'd be keen to know what you pulled out of that. Drop us a message on Instagram, either to me or to Mikey. We'd love to hear it. Faces, change up her pace since her daddy left her. Too bad he never told her she deserved much better. <laughs>